You're listening to the CPR of Life podcast, a show about creating community through connection, awakening potential, and uncovering the resilience of the human spirit through an understanding of state of mind. It's about living a life well-lived and uncovering what often gets in the way. Hello, and welcome to episode number 28. Today, my guest is Declan Stout, coming all the way from Galway Bay in Ireland. Declan is a caring human being with a very big heart. He's on a journey to transform many lives. In this conversation, we are talking about something near and dear to my heart, deep listening. Declan is the heart and soul behind Listen With Love. It's a beautiful space he's created for people to donate their time to listen, and on the flip side, a free space for people to be listened to. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So welcome, Declan. I'm so happy to have you here, and you're all the way in beautiful Galway. Is it Galway Bay in Ireland? Yes, close enough to Galway Bay. Yes, Galway. Um. Excellent. So I reached out to you because I saw that you, you have a Facebook group that's about uh, listening, something to do with listening. <laughs> listening with love. Listening. How did that come to be? Basically, I was on a Create the Impossible course with Michael Neal, and you had to try and come up with something to do in 90 days that was impossible. Um, and two or three weeks in, I had nothing. And then one, one night I heard, you know what, this deep listening that you've seen last November? Like a few months ago, that's that's a powerful thing. So let's do something with that. And I came up with the idea of creating a, a group of 500 volunteers to talk to 5,000 people in five different countries. So I said, that's impossible in 90 days. But that was the basis of it. And the reason I, I saw how powerful the deep listening was, was uh, at a train in which at Gransky, it, a few months before that, was um, we were split up into coach, coachee and observer. And the first conversation, and we were told to try and listen, not to coach. Um, and while I was not coaching this guy that was sitting in front of me for a 20-minute exercise, um, suddenly brought up the fact that he wanted, he was thinking of taking his own life, that he was fed up with what he was and what was happening and how he, his job was and etc. Which kind of shocked me because it was a training exercise and I didn't expect anything heavy. Um, but as he was talking, he just felt that he could say anything he wanted. He, he just felt that, that he, he said afterwards, he said, I just felt that I could talk about anything. And this came up for him. And, but 10 minutes later, he, he, without me saying anything except, yeah, keep going or whatever, um, he had talked himself right around into, you know, why would I even think about being stepping out of life or why would I think that there's anything wrong with me? You know, I can perfectly find the way I am. I can stay the way I am or I can, yeah, well, that, that's, that was a, that was silly. Uh, that was a silly thought. Um, and I've been thinking about that for a while. It was just the fact that he heard himself for the first time and he felt heard and he felt he could talk and it was a safe space to talk and he was, he was able to hear his own wisdom in that short space of time, which, which I thought was very, very powerful. And that's what, gave me the idea of, of the group and how it was a simple way of helping people. That's a profound story. That's such a profound story. I um, Jack Pransky, I think Jack Pransky's tapped a lot of people on the shoulder when it comes to the power of deep listening. 
I went to a workshop of his and we did something similar and I found what I was sharing when I was in that seat was some really, really personal stuff as well. And it is, there's something that's incredibly powerful about being in that space. And, you know, I, it blew me away. But I remember from that, me saying to Jack, I was working with a client who, um, she was really struggling with some stuff that had happened in her childhood. And I was saying to Jack, I want her to see this light and how courageous and how everything, you know, how brave she is and what a beautiful soul she is. And he told me yeah. that was my ego. <laughs> and at first I was like, well, huh, you know, but he was so right, you know. And he said, if you enter into the conversation and you're looking for spaces, you know, you're looking, you're not really listening. Um but if you just go in there as an empty vessel and you know that Declan, that changed everything for me, everything. So it's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, Declan is the pronunciation. Of oh, the sorry, De Declan. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I wasn't sure what you said the first time. And I, I said, it doesn't really matter, but I just said, going forward. Yeah. Declan. And uh, yeah, he, he and it was funny, I'm, I've, I've talked to somebody since I set this group up and they have a group called Wisdom and, and it's deep listening. Um, and, but he said 10 years ago, he was on a train with Jack Bransky and he heard the power of deep listening and he thought of the internet and deep listening and how powerful that could be. And he started up this Wisdom Net yeah. just for that reason because Jack Bransky, and it was 10 years later, I talked to him and he said, you know, that's the same idea I had 10 years ago, basically. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a... It's a way to get to people, and, and you can do it over the internet. You can, you can do it on Skype. You can do it for, for whatever way you like. And it still has that connection without being sitting one face-to-face. -to -face. Because I, that was one of the concerns I had, you know, would it work yeah. face over the internet? And I've, I've discovered that it does. And I've, I've asked the question to a few people, and yeah, they said it's just, you know, because we're in the same energy and we're in the same space anyway, even though we're thousands of miles apart, we're actually still the same. So we can feel that connection. Um, and since I've been talking and listening to people and, and they've, they've heard their own wisdom from thousands of miles away. So it is something that really can be a skill for anybody. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment is, is create a training course or some, some videos or webinars that will help people see the power of this and maybe see when people are practicing this we, we might we might set up some interviews um just to show that that it can how it works and as you say in, in in the space of 10 minutes 15 minutes people can can just talk about stuff that they don't particularly want to talk about <laughs> originally and they just feel drawn into it um so yeah and, and, and i've run a retreat since called pure presence because after the deep listening um the second time I was on a deep listening training with jack again this year i i just realize that even trying to deep listen can be a, a part of the not connected. So like when you try to deep listen and you nearly stop listening when you try to, because people learn how to deep listen and they learn how to reflect and they learn how to whatever, but that's, that's still something going on. That's still something that yeah. you have to do. And that takes a little bit of that connection away. So above and beyond deep listening, it is the pure listening and a pure connection. So that's what I'm trying to get across that even if you're trying to help or advise or empathize or coach, 
or council. It all gets in the way. It can all be a block to what actually that real connection can bring out. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about trying to get that distinction across so people won't get in the, in the way of that connection. And that connection is the bit that, that makes the wisdom appear. And the wisdom comes from both sides as well and, and, and when you're sitting across from somebody. Because if you're not trying to do anything, not looking for anything, your wisdom will, will prompt you to say or not to say something. And the silence sometimes can be the best thing you can do for the, for the other person because they will fill it and they will say something else about what's going on, about their, their issue or about the stuff that they don't really want to talk about. But if you give them that space and they feel safe, they'll just keep filling that space. with some. And sometimes it's something that they've never said out loud to anybody or even you know, discussed it with themselves too much. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that, that, that connection and that's, and you're, you're not looking to put anything into the conversation. You're not looking for any clever questions. You're just being there. And if you hear something fresh in the moment, like talk about that or mention that or go down that road, well, then you can, because that's what your wisdom is telling you to do. And that's what's needed in, in that space. But if you don't hear anything, you don't look for anything. You don't say, "Well, I better, I better do something. I better give them something." You don't have to give them anything, which is which is a nice part. It's. Uh, I love. I actually, when you said pure listening and pure connection, that that for me that really hit a spot. For connection for me is 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 huge. It's everything because it's. I always find that people are kind of. It's either feeling a disconnect within themselves with others or with life, but it's connection, you know, and it's that feeling. Um, but I really, really like the pure listening. And it's so true that I don't know if this happened for you, but for me, when I started to pay attention to when I was having a conversation with somebody or when I was coaching somebody, how much was going on here, like in my head, you know, and that was like that was it, it was it was shocking and it wasn't shocking at the same time mm. but it's really it's, it's it should be so simple you know like it's just kind of one of these things but quieting the mind is like oof <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a that's a task that very few people can do it's actually quieting the mind so yeah, getting getting to that space yourself before the conversation is is or knowing where you need to be is is important. You know, knowing that you don't need anything, you don't need any skills above listening purely. Yeah. That's that's all you need, and you don't need to be a qualified psychiatrist to be able to to, to allow somebody to hear their own wisdom, to allow them to see that they're not broken. You know, so this this skill of that connection is something that even the professionals could, could use in their in in their day-to-day practice and i think you know some psychiatrists yeah. now are taking that on board and they can see the difference and it makes them they can see how powerful it is and and how quickly their their patients cure themselves or see them see themselves so yeah, yeah it's to that going forward i'd like to be able to give to you know all professions and all people who are want to serve other people you know, even suicide hotlines, you know, the people there that they're trained and they're trained to listen, but they have a tick list of stuff to do as well. And a lot of them will be very kind hearted people who are 
really, really meaning to help people. And then sometimes that still gets in the way. That still the connection isn't there for, for the person on the other end because they, okay, they can, they can feel listened to it. Yeah. And, and, and it probably works a lot, most of the time. But I think even knowing that, you know what, all we need to do is, is know that that other person is, 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 is okay. Not going through a crisis or not going through a, a big, huge problem that needs to be fixed and addressed. That, you know, when they hear themselves, they'll, they'll, they'll get the answer that they need and they'll see through what they're thinking about. And that's, that's the quickest and the simplest way for people to understand what's going on. Because you could tell them for weeks and weeks and they can hear themselves thinking for, for, for a long time. But it's only when they hear themselves in that space and they feel safe and they can feel that connection, then they can start quieting their own, their own mind or quieting and they'll hear stuff fresh and they'll, they'll, they have a chance to, to hear themselves and what they need to do. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had a conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Claire Russell. She's, she's in the UK, and she volunteers for an organization called Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And I looked them up, and I, I, was, I was shocked, actually, by the statistic that they get a call every six seconds. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it blew my mind when I saw that, you know. Um, There's so many. Martins is only one organization that actually does another one kind of founded by the guy who founded Samaritans was Befrienders and they have volunteer groups set up. They set themselves up. They're told how to do it, what they need to do, how to open up the office, how to set up the volunteers. And there's loads of those around the, 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 the continent. Um, and there's so many other organizations now coming through and, and groups trying to help people who are in distress and, and who have mental issues. Um, it's just so prevalent now, and even even children, you know, seven and eight year olds are going looking for. Help. Yeah, yeah. You know, my youngest client that a parent brought a child to me with was with anxiety issues was five that I've spoken to, and I was just actually no, there was one that was younger than that. I think she was four, but to me that was amazing. I, I was just it, it was like when. I, I was sad, you know, like I was happy to go and have a conversation with, with the children, but, you know, and I have, I found that, and I was going to say, I wonder, you know, I love the internet for this, that we can have your, I'm in Canada, you're in Ireland, and we can have this wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to something, I was dropping my son off at school this morning, and I was listening to something about Facebook and how one of their initial intentions for that was to help people feel connected. Now, I think okay. that there's, there's two sides to a coin to that because there's a feeling of connection that maybe can come from it, but there's also a feeling of disconnection when, you know, that can also come from it. Um, but for, to see this with, with kids and with all these people, yeah, it's, it's, it makes me sad. And it's, it also reinforces the power of conversation for me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I think they, the generations, they're just getting so caught up in social media and, and, and getting so anxious and they, they can't, they can't figure it out for themselves and they, they just, and their parents can't really know what's going on either because it's, it's just a, a phenomenon. They, they're, um, there's so many of them now struggling and there's so many teen suicides and, and so many mental issues at, at, at a young age and like 
and people being labeled ADHD and there's a whole raft of new diagnosis coming through. But it's 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 all basically the one solution that when when they get caught up in their thinking, they, they start overthinking and then they get into more trouble and then they just can't see it and, and they get wound up and overwhelmed and then they get anxious and, and stressed. And unless somebody that's not trying to be the fixer can sit down with them and see see their, their true nature and, and connect with them in, in that space, then they have a good chance of seeing something new and, and realizing that they're okay. So that's the bit that we need to kind of get to the the caring professions. You know, just that's, there's a lot of stuff can get in the way, like being sad and, and being upset about it and, and trying to empathize and, 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 you know, seeing what's going on and saying that should, this shouldn't be happening, this is not right. That's all stuff that we need to look at and, and say, okay, we have to leave that outside the door when we're going into this conversation. You know, everything that we all our judgments and all our expectations and all of what's right and what's wrong, we have to be able to put that aside and then just get into that pure present state. And then from there, then that space is, this can be felt like the other person can, can, can feel safe. And that's, that's part of it, that they know they're not going to be judged or they can feel they're not being judged. They can feel that everything is okay. They can feel that they're just being loved. You know, they're just being held. And, and that's, that's the, where the, the power comes into it. That's where the wisdom can, can, can be seen easier. It just occurred to me, I should have probably asked you this question at the beginning. For you, what is deep listening? Because I'm, I'm, we, we both have an experience of it and an understanding of it, but probably a lot of people listening to this may not have. So how would you describe Deep, deep listening is basically sitting in front of somebody and saying nothing. And, and in that space of that you have to take away any coaching, any judgment, any help, any advice, any fixing, any solutions. And and like our first instinct is, oh, I want to help somebody. Or, you know, I can, I can, I, oh, I know what's going on or I, I can help them there. But you can't because everything that you know and everything that you think is not their life. It's not their way of thinking or it's not what's going on in their head. So giving them techniques or giving them trying to help them, it gets in the way. So deep listening, and deep listening can be trying to reflect back and trying to keep them talking or trying to, you know, prompt them nearly. And even that is is getting in the way. That's where pure listening is. When I, when I thought about it, how to, how to get out of the way, I said, like, if it's just pure presence, that's slightly different than deep listening. And, and, and pure listening is having nothing on the table and, and, and just being purely in the space with somebody and letting them talk. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I had to turn off. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, just deep, deep listening can be taught as a skill. You can, you can go and, and, and take a deep listening, deep listening course. The, the, the listening, the listening with love is just being a, mm person who understands that the person opposite you is exactly the same as yourself and you can connect with them and give them that space to feel that they are the exact same as you so they can have a chance to feel not judged and feel that they're actually being heard 
rather than listen to. When so, you, oh, sorry. Somebody, somebody feeling heard is is a, is a, an important part of it because a lot of people they go into a session and they're talking and 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 they know that the person is there, but they're, they're not actually listening to them one hundred percent. They're not hearing them. Um, and we're tr- if you're trying to do something for them, if you're trying to help, you're not listening. You're not. You're not hearing them. And sometimes the words don't even come into it. When when you when you're in that space, sometimes the words you don't even hear what the words are because you're just connected, and the words don't really matter. It's just a feeling of 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 them of of allowing them to just keep talking and just feel that space. And and that that's all that matters. Um, and sometimes you you even miss some of the words of what they're saying or what the problem is or what they're they're talking about. It's just the feeling, and 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 you can hear them just keeping that conversation going for themselves because you can hear them hearing themselves for the first time. You can actually get that, oh, that's the first time they've ever said that. You know, as, as, you're, as you're listening, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they've never said this before or, or you, they'll even say, or oh, never even thought of saying that to anybody. So getting that space and, and then letting, you'll, you'll know when it's, when it's right because you'll hear them just continuing to bring up stuff that they need to, to be heard about that they've probably never talked to anybody about or being afraid to and and sometimes even the parents they can't talk to their parents they can't talk to their friends they can't talk to the, the counseling services they, they're just afraid of the stigma or they're afraid that they'll laugh at them or they're afraid and so giving them that space that's anonymous and that's purely just there non-judgmental and safe that's that's the powerful place. When you started doing this, did you was there any challenges for you in kind of getting into that empty kind of that space that was going in with nothing? When, yeah, when I started doing it, I had um, a different idea because I thought that deep listening was just that skill of just getting just being there and, and just concentrating on the listening. And then I discovered that that was even too much. And then I, yeah. like true listening was something that I read about. And I said, okay, that's that's different than deep listening. So then pure listening, I, I, I said, how do you keep it simple? How do you keep get it right back? You know, how do you just get everything off the table and, and see what that feels like? And then I discovered that that was, that was really more powerful in that, that space. When, when I was setting up the Facebook group, then we... I said, well, what if somebody comes in with and has suicidal ideation and maybe come in and start talking about depression, but then during the conversation, they might say, well, actually, I've been thinking about killing myself or whatever. So for the volunteers, I was saying, that's, that's not a situation that you want to put somebody in unless they know what to do. <clears throat> so I did some research on it and, and talked to some people. <clears throat> and I put up some guidelines for, for the volunteers um, that if, if, if the conversation does now we're not a suicide hotline it's it, mm-hmm. we talk to somebody who has who was thinking about suicide or wants to talk about it um, and it's not a 24-hour hotline and, and on on the, the page there's a list of crisis numbers and, and hotlines for people if they are needing immediate assistance or if they feel that they're in crisis that talk to the Samaritans talk to the, the York National hotline and, and the, the numbers are there for them but if you want to talk about it, we can 
like our, you might ask to talk to somebody from listening with love, but they might, you mightn't get somebody to talk to for a few hours. So if you're in crisis, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to wait um, and you want to talk to somebody, yeah, that, that's available as well. The, the guidelines and, and it was funny because once, once I said this is, this could be an issue, all of a sudden I, I got invited to a suicide awareness night. I got a, a friend stayed in the house and I had, and I was telling him what I was doing and he said, yeah, well, I, I have an hour and a half talk here with the slides and the speaker's notes and I go around and I talk to people in crisis all the time and that's what I'm doing now and you can have this, you can have the talk, you can have the slides. You can have oh, wow. And then a week later, I went down to a friend of mine um, to visit that I hadn't seen for, for a number of months and I said, what are you doing at the moment? She says, I'm actually got a job as a suicide counsellor with the hotline that I used to volunteer with. Just, she just after coming out of our, our counselling training and she says they, they, they took me on and she says at the moment I'm on suicide watch there's two people have my phone number and I said okay I need to talk to you so like within the space of three weeks these three things came into my life and I said this is for a reason of course <laughs> so then I, I was making sure the guidelines um, you know I, I, what, what, what do you need to do what do you need to say what, what, do, you have, what do you need to be careful about um, and so that that was important, I think, to have that just covered. But the, the way the way the information came to me was 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 amazing. What I what came came into my life as soon as I yeah. said this is this could be an issue. There's a couple of things that I wanted to ask. First of all, how is it? Is this still an ongoing project? Like, are you still? Is this like? Is this something you're still doing? The five hundred people, five yes. Yeah, what, what I'm at the moment is I just, I'm setting up, I have the Facebook page set up for people who want to contact us and I also have a Facebook page for people who want to be volunteers. So they're separate okay. pages. But I, I said like a lot of kids don't use Facebook. So I said we need a face, we need a website, we need Instagram, we need Twitter. And I've actually, this guy has, has volunteered to sponsor the Facebook pages. Um, oh, nice! That, I, that I've been playing squash with for the last year, and I asked him what was he doing. He said, "I do web websites." I said, "Oh, right." And I told him what I was doing. He says, "Okay, we'll sponsor that. We'll nice. I'll get you the domain names. I'll get you. I'll do the maintenance, and I'll pay the hosting, etc." He says, oh, so "And I said, well, I'd pay it." No, he says, "Everything is covered." He says, "I'm. I'm that's 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 a charity, and uh, he says it's a great idea, and we will." I, I, my company, you know, he, he works for himself. He's a small little company, but he says, yeah. "I'll be responsible for you." So as I'm going along, and I'm and I'm kind of saying, "Well, I have, this this needs to be done. That needs to be done." And I said, "You know, I don't really know what needs to be done because, like, yeah. this is your idea, and I'm waiting for creation to come through me. <laughs> like these things happen; these things are coming out of woodwork. And now I need to do some training um, for the volunteers. Some more training. Like guidelines is one thing, but but doing some proper professional training um, so people will know exactly what needs to be done and what needs to be left out. That's, that's the, the, the bit that people that's kind it, of yeah. don't realise. So, yeah, so, some training going, going forward is, is the next step and then getting, getting it through as much media channels as possible that, that mm -hmm. it can be. Now, we're also looking at going into schools at some stage and, and trying to help different areas um, 
bring it bring it to a, a wide as audience as possible going forward. And I don't know what that is even at the moment, but mm-hmm. I'm open to spreading this as far as possible and making keeping it as simple as possible and keeping it as a skill that people can learn in 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 a very short space of time then they can use it for whatever they need to or put it into their their own training or, or their own business or their, whatever to do it so it's a it's a kind of an add-on and it can be done very quickly and it's a it's a very s- simple method um that can be learned very quickly and can be very powerful I do. Um, I started doing recently. It's just kind of not like a listen. You know, like, do you know of Sherry? I think it was Sherry Gillings is her name. She did listening posts a couple of years ago. Right. So I, 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 I did them then. And then I have a, a friend who they have a gatherings like first Thursday. So it's every the first Thursday of every month. The businesses are, are staying open late. So I started going and um, doing listening, just kind of, I'm listening. I put a little sign (laughs) and people can come in and just chat. And the last one that I did was really interesting because it was just around uh, D-Day. And I had a lot of seniors coming and talking to me about their experiences or or their memories, whether it be, but again, they were so grateful just to have somebody who was sitting and they were listening, you know, it was amazing. Um, there's such a power in that, in just giving people the space to, to, uh, to listen or to talk. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are interested in, in, in volunteering an hour at a time for, for, for that purpose, you know, that yeah. you know it's, it's well, and, and it's, it's an, an easy thing to do is to sit sit with somebody for an hour, like in the, in that, it's yeah, not, it's not a big, a big, a big ordeal, or it's not. You don't need a car. Yeah. So you can just sit opposite them. Uh, yeah, the listener will love post I've heard. Yeah, and, and that was actually I, I last year. I think I got in touch with the person, and it wasn't Terry Gillings or somebody else. I think, and I just said, you know what, going down, going into the future, we might be able to tie up the, the physical and the the online. Yeah, we might be able to kind of help each other or, or, or yeah. part of the same. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there is, there are a lot of organisations and a lot of volunteers out there that want to help and want to give the space to somebody. So yeah, going forward, I think we can we can help a lot of people get that get into that space and and, and help them help each other help, help, help this. Yeah. And do you know, Declan? The other thing that I thought of um, is when I, I go into businesses with this. Like it's it's a profound thing to have. I remember I used to work in, in in the government here, and I worked for somebody who would sit there and be staring at their computer screen or staring at their phone the whole time I was giving them updates, you know. And there's nothing, you know. And they'd be like, "I can hear you go on, keep talking." And it was like, you know. And I think about all that, it, you know. There's nothing that makes you feel. <laughs> presence more than somebody's back <laughs> um, yeah but, ahead. yeah and, and business is a, it's it's big there as well and it's something that's it's it, it shifts the culture what I've seen it really shifts the culture when there's presence you know and when there's a conversation that's taking place and there's presence and somebody feels like they're being heard like you said before they're heard 
you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very powerful. And, and it's just something that, like, the more and more people realize it, the more and more they'll see how often they can use it and, and how in every situation if they're going in and there, the, the, the conversation becomes a reflection of, of, of their presence and their connection. You know, it's reflected back to you eventually because the person gets it and hears it and then you just get this, they'll come back to you with the same energy. You kind of just attract that, yeah. that space. So if you're going into any conversation with any with anybody about anything and you're going in with that connection already, you're going to find a difference in the conversation and in the relationship because the person just will feel something different and they'll, they'll know as well that you're not being better than them or not trying to, or, or, or don't feel inferior to them because you know that they're the exact same as you. So that's a different space to be in in a conversation, that you're not afraid of them or, or they're not any less than you. So yeah, that 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 presence is is, is reflected back in because the energy just shifts. Yeah. The other person. Yeah. Eventually, they mightn't get it the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for you, so you said that you you kind of did some more. You you did Jack's work, and then you found something on true listening. What was that? I just I, actually it was a post by Claire Diamond, I think that, that, and I was just after coming back from the train in, in November, and I think the first blog I opened up was True Listening by by oh. Claire Diamond, and it said like the 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 act of trying to deep listen is stops listening, and I said, wow, I hadn't thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I started looking then, like how what deep listening does and how, how people learn it and, and what what's about and then getting it simplified and, and taking everything out of it and then and, and then I said, okay, it's actually the presence rather than the listening that's important. You know, that that pure presence is the the listening, as I said, you just shut up and, 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 and you're listening. But the being the connection is is, is the important bit that I've seen. Cause I- that's it's interesting that you say that because that's what I took away from Jack's Jack's when I did the course with him was a complete empty vessel. So when you go into it, you show up and it's nothing, it's nothing here kind of thing. Um, but the presence and the the the, the connection with the other person. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I took away because. I've heard of like all the different, like there's active listening and when you're, you know, you're listening to, to somebody in that kind of way or listening to reiterate, okay, Jacqueline, I've heard you say, so what I'm hearing is <laughs> when that's, you know. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's there. Yeah. And, and, and the empty vessel was, was what, what I was getting as well, but I still didn't get the fact that there's a, there's a slight difference between trying to empty your mind while you're there and trying yeah. to be an empty vessel and uh, being purely present because okay. you're, you're trying to be an empty vessel it's a trying as well you know so that's one of the things I was kind of struggling with okay. you know interesting right you're trying to be an empty vessel and that can that even that much can can be a distraction or can be something that's holding the energy I think so looking looking even beyond that to say well 
So just being present is that the same as just being an empty vessel. Mm. And that's where I, I kind of discovered, yeah, listen, just see, can you get that pure space there, get that pure presence? And that's what I've been working on. And, and that's that's where my training and retreats will be going yes. in that direction. And then mm-hmm. trying to point out that distinction and trying to give that skill to people. That's yeah. difference, yeah. That's, uh, it, it is, it's such a good, th- it's, it's such a powerful thing. Um, so for me, it was the difference. It was that little shift of showing up and whatever you go before you go into the conversation. Like say, one of the, the particular example that I had given was working with uh, the girl who had been through quite a bit of trauma. Was, you know, what I, I, I have all of, and with 100% of my heart, I want her to feel love and I want her to feel her bravery and her amazingness. And then I just kind of let it go, you know. That, of course, that's how I feel about it. And then go into the conversation and just be present in there. Um, and at first when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, you know, setting kind of an intention before that just seems, you know. But when I actually started putting it into practice, it, it, it made a difference in how I, sh- like, when I was there. And it's funny that it's, it's, it's these little things that make such a difference. You know, like there's, there's, it, it, it could be one little thing, but it completely changes the, the direction. Yeah, and, and I, I've seen that as well while I'm on training. There's people that have a, an understanding of the three principles and that have been going to trainings and teachings and, and getting this understanding. And then they're trying to use this understanding to help people, which is natural. They want yeah. to coach people. They want to help people understand. And they're just getting in the way. They're just getting, that yeah. space is not there because they, they think, oh, I have to help them. I have to tell them about their thinking and how it works in their mind. And, and, and the people themselves are in big trouble in their own, with their own thinking because they, 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 they say, well, I understand the three principles, so I should be okay. I should be happy. You know, and, and they, they're just chasing this. But, yeah, that's not really what the three principles I, are. I figure it all out, I'll be great. Yeah, and I see many of them, and they're they're in they're in bigger trouble than they were when they started. Yeah, yeah. And they just get up in this. Well, it, this is a prescription for being happy, and it's not. And and it's 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 just when 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 you keep it very very simple and and take everything out. You know, you don't need to understand how mind thought and consciousness works. You don't need to understand what Sid was trying to say or what everybody's telling you he was trying to say or what it's all about. You just need to know that if you turn up, sit in front of somebody, be purely present with them and they, 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 their own wisdom will, will eventually come through. And that's the, 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 the easiest and most powerful way for somebody to see how their mind works because they'll hear themselves. Yeah. Did you ever, when you were first started doing, I, I was actually, I've done a call with somebody where we've sat and probably for about half an hour of that call, we sat in complete silence, like, like you and I are sitting, looking at each other, but just in complete silence. Yeah. And there's so many people who are uncomfortable being in that space. Yeah. And that's one of the things I did on the retreat was just got two people to sit opposite each other for five minutes say nothing and it's just so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a robot, robot. Fuck, that was only five minutes. Yeah, that was only five minutes. Yeah, holy God. Yeah. yeah. So, 
yeah, it is. It is something that, and, and that's part. Of, that's part of the training. That's part of, of um, what you need to do. What you need to get comfortable with is actually yeah. silence, and that's that's part of the, the skill of you know what it's okay. It's it's fine. I and getting used to that, and, and maybe practicing. And and as you say, you know, when you do it with somebody that comes on, yeah, that's great. But I think people need to get a pra- get practice in that or, or, or you know, feel it themselves before they get into the conversation with somebody, which, you know, as, as part of the, the process of, of being a very good listener is to be very good with silence, is to, 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 to be okay with that and, and maybe maybe to, to, to have some form of practicing. Mm-hmm. Two people that are, want, want to learn the skill, just get them together for, for 10 minutes and let them have, a, have this 10 minutes of you know, saying nothing and see, see what comes out. Because, yeah, the first couple of times I was silent with somebody, I was kind of feeling, oh, i got to say something. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. your eyes yeah. are going in all sorts of little but, directions. Yeah. And now I know, you know, because I've, I've, I've been there a few times and, and the person just keeps talking and they keep mm-hmm. talking and they go right around because they keep hearing, oh, yeah. And then they, they hear themselves and then they say something else and they, they want to sp- fill the space because they know you're holding the space for them. So if they feel like talking, they're talking. If they don't, they won't. But a lot of them will actually keep talking because it's the first time they have a chance to talk yeah it's i i did um i heart training and they showed a video and it was a really powerful video and it, it was again of two people sitting across from each other but there was groups of them and it was people who might have otherwise had a lot of clashes with each other whether it be okay. culturally racially whatever and just watch and they couldn't they were just across if i find if i'm going to try and find it and if i can i'll send it to you i don't know if it's a if it's a private one or not but it's really powerful to see the emotions like when two people who have maybe a lot of animosity sit across from each other and there's just silence oh my goodness (laughs) there was a few tears that came out that day when i was watching it but it is really powerful and it shows so much it shows so much and at the end of it there was two little kids they had one and, and at the end of the, the time the little girl says to the other one do you want to go play <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah yeah really yeah that'd be a wonderful world that that's uh, people could just sit in front of each other and then just realize hey let's go play <laughs> right <laughs> you know? that was all definitely i think we've just solved the world's problems <laughs> But one, one solution, one task, that's, that's all the case. That's, you know, people to see that they're the exact same and, and they don't need to be at war. You know, they can be playing instead. That's, oh, man. Yeah, yeah nice. it so would be. So this project of yours with Michael Neal, so that's, is that, was it something you felt like was a success for you? Because it sounds like you've dropped a pebble in the water and there's a big ripple coming. <laughs> yeah. And 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 actually, the, the 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 exercise of making it impossible was that you couldn't just sit down and do a whole lot of work to create something. You know that you couldn't just put in hours and hours and and, and something that come come out of it when you thought of an idea. It was something that no matter how hard you worked on it, it wasn't going to w- w- work by you alone. That okay, you, you had to come through. So it was how to create something. So it was an interesting one when when people were saying, "I'm going to do this," and then like. Once you once you push the boat out and say, "Yeah, this is impossible," but I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. Then you allow so the, the forces to be to come in and help you. You know, the phone yeah. rings or 
he says. And like in the meantime, somebody said, listen, I'm, I'm running this group and uh, there's a lot of volunteers on it. And it was just to talk to each other, but it's kind of falling apart. But it's about 350 volunteers that, that are joined. And maybe they'll, they want to just listen and love would be a good group for them. You know, yeah. I was just looking for a few volunteers there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to cap it at 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three, three, I was, I, yeah, I had 30 or 40 and then this, <laughs> this girl came up and says, well, I, there's about 350 volunteers in this group and, you know, we're not doing much and they're not talking to each other much and maybe this an hour a week might suit them. And, you know, so she says, I'm making a, an admin of the group as well. Okay, so the way things come through, and and it's funny, I picked up a pencil and drew a tree out the back, sketched a tree, which I haven't, which I've never done in my life during this time. I just felt, I just looked at the tree and I said, "Wow, that tree looks great." And then I said, "Hmm," and I went upstairs and grabbed a pencil from my daughter's room and sketched a tree that was out there with no leaves on it. It was during the during the winter, and I've never done it before. And I did two more in the space of a couple of weeks, and I said, "You know what?" That's just, that's creativity just coming through yeah. without me. Because like, like six months before that, I would have said, no way, can I sketch anything? No, that's not, yeah. that's not me. And I just looked and I said, you know, that's not, that's not half bad. That's the tree exactly the way it looks to me. And uh, so it's, it's the, it, the powerful thing about the creating the impossible was it, it's just, Shown up differently with creativity, and now I'm, I'm doing that with this project. Is letting it be created through me. I'm not the creator of it, and I've taken the pressure off myself. Which, like in the beginning, I was saying, well, I have to do this, this, and this, and I have to do, and I have to try and get the Twitter, and I have to try and get the Facebook, and I have to try and get. And now I'm saying, you know what? When it's ready, when it's right, it'll happen. The people will come along. Yeah. It'll be heard about. I will get what I need when I need it, and only when I need it. Which is takes a lot of a lot of pressure on. And I see it, you know, every now and then something turns up and I say, oh, there you go. I was just thinking about that. Or just, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. Obvious. So, yeah, it's it's amazing when you don't try and figure everything out, how the universe will give you exactly what you want. And it's it's not when you when you think you need it, it's when you need it. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it's something, if I need it in two weeks' time, I get it in two weeks' time, but I don't spend two weeks' time thinking about, oh, this has to happen. You just wait and I'm in two weeks. <laughs> and so you save a lot of energy worrying about when it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you know what, there's magic so, yeah, in that. Yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah, yeah, the universe is, is, is just, it's like there's seven and a half billion kind of different stories going on in the world and it's all kind of connected and it's all been perfectly orchestrated and exactly and even though it doesn't look in some cases oh that shouldn't be going on and that's not everything is, is as it should be everything is, is oh, the, nice. the energy going through human yeah. beings and they're creating the, the life around them and, and it's all it's all tied in it's all a tapestry and it's it's just there's no control we can't control it and we can't figure it out we just have to be trusting that it's it's it has our back and it, and it does you know, it, it really doesn't. It's one of these things that when you look at it, people spend so much time and energy and money trying to control something that's <laughs> just not controllable. What I say to people is take the oars out of the water, hmm. you know, because there's a direction that's just going to happen. And it's life is so much more peaceful and enjoyable when you just take the oars out and go with it. 
absolutely. It's such a gift. And, it, and it's meant to go up and down. Like it's meant to be rough sometimes. It's meant to be just for for you know you can't have all highs because you don't yeah. appreciate. Yeah, or I'll, if you don't have a few lows, you don't appreciate the highs. Yeah. I, I had a great analogy. I think it was Mike and Neil, or it could have been Gary Kramer, that like it's a roller coaster. So when you go down, and when you get down to the bottom, if you if you start, get out and take the wheels off to see what's wrong, because it's gone down, you're never going to come back up again. So you just have to allow it. You know, it's, it's going to come up naturally. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, here we go. We're going down a dip. Fine. It's going to come up on the other side. Maybe not today, but or tomorrow. You know, so yeah. don't make, don't worry about it. It's, it's the way life is designed. It goes up and down, and as long as you don't try and fix it every time. I would, one of one of the things I've seen lately is like somebody somebody had a post. We were never taught to be sad. <laughs> you know, we were we were every time you were unhappy, there's a problem. You have to fix it every time. The, you know, there was no point that somebody said, "Oh, you hurt your knee. That's okay. You're fine. Um, live with it." See what happens. You'll be grand. Go with it. Yeah. You know, we, we, we were we were said, oh, that's very sad. That's bad. That's bad. You know, let's see what we can do. Have an ice cream. You know, let's fix it. Mm. Uh, so, and and sadness is just another emotion that's yeah. part of life. And yeah. if we're okay with it, and, and we can even relish it and and get the flavor of it, and and say, oh, so that's what sadness. Oh, yeah, that feels. And then and and be okay with it. And then it doesn't have that effect. Of, yeah scaring us every time we're sad. Oh my God, there's a problem. And then we yeah. try and fix it. And that's where drugs and addictions and everything comes into because you get sad, we try yeah. and fix it. And, and we're yeah. kind of worried like that now. That you're not happy, go and get something to fix it. You know, and it's just really, and yeah, I was thinking about that this weekend because I was creating some courses and it's kind of around connection to self and, and I want to say self-love, but that's not really it. But mm. You know, and it is, and it's one of these things. So the, the roller coaster, for me, the analogy that I use is a seesaw. You know, in order for a seesaw to work, it's got to go up and it's got to go down. And, and that's just what happens. Yeah. And if you can just, again, it's, if you let the oars out and just be with that, it, 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 it passes. Like it goes up and down quicker. Whereas if you put your legs down and stop it, you know, that's when things get kind of out of flow and away from our natural way of being. It's, you know, always looking, when we're searching for something, that's what it is, searching for a different feeling, searching, you know, or, or the effort not to be sad. There's nothing wrong with being sad. You're just sad. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, we think there's a problem and then we try and fix it and, and then we search for something and we're searching all the time and we have everything that we need inside us from, from the beginning. Yeah. And, when we when we get to understand that everything everything works everything is fine everything will be as it should be and the universe really will give you exactly what you need to be exactly who you are and and that's fine there's a book there's a book called the universe has your back and i heard somebody say the universe created your back <laughs> it doesn't have to have it because it created it you're part of that part you of know it. Yeah, it's so, I say this all the time, but I'm so thankful to have come across the understanding of the three principles. And it's not a prescription for something. It's a description. It's an understanding, you know. Understanding, and, yeah. And, I, you know, at the basic understanding of, you know, what we, 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 we're the ones that think. That's, yeah. that's enough for to, to figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best and quickest... 3P course ever. 
keep it simple. <laughs> That's just it. You know, the duration of the course will be five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Declan, I've really, really enjoyed this conversation and I'd, I'd like to, to keep it going at another point and see how things are going as this unfolds for you. Yeah, that would be lovely, Jesse Lynn. And, and uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, I, I, I was delight, delighted to hear some of your inputs because I, I'm still learning and I'm still open to whatever comes through and, and whatever people see and, and, and maybe some of the nuggets that you have yeah. can, can um, help me see something new as well. Absolutely. Happy to chat anytime. So thank you so much and have a good day. Okay. Thank you. I always thought of myself as a good listener until I learned about deep listening. And when I did, it completely changed everything in my business and in my personal relationships. It's a real game changer. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I really did. Here are a few thought bomb takeaways. Deep listening is an incredibly powerful thing. It is not about listening to respond, to affirm, to negate. It's about being fully present. What makes deep listening so impactful is the connection and showing up as an empty vessel. There is power in the pause. When we don't respond right after someone has finished speaking, we are giving them space to find their own wisdom. Maybe they want to continue talking. Maybe a new insight will come to them. And finally, wisdom comes from both sides in a conversation. Let your wisdom guide you, either as the speaker or the listener. Until next time, be well, be inspired, be you. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll share this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Jessie Lynn, please check out the contact page on her website, jessielynnmcdonald.com. Also, we'd be beyond grateful if you would leave us a review. Join us next time for another edition of the CPR of Life.